step of fuck. <laughs> and like, welcome to the next episode of the Best Women's Boxing Show, period. I am Cynthia Conte. And I am Giandra LaBeouf, and I am still wearing my ponytail, <laughs> and I'm still loving it, and I am excited for who we've got coming in the studio today, but... <coughs> Are y'all right, girl? <laughs> You're so excited me, that me, you're me, getting me, me, choked me. up over here. I lost my breath, but until then, our guests will be joining us momentarily, but let's catch up with each other. We've been together all day, but we learned some really interesting things today about mm-hmm. Michelle Corrales Lewis mm-hmm. cut the Nevada Boxing Hall of Fame a check, yeah. and um, that's a, such a, an amazing event, and I wasn't aware fully of all the details that go into planning something like that. And no one does really, unless it's actually spoken about. And that's why we need the media. We need, we need the support of all the fans to keep pushing this through because it is the 10th anniversary and we would like to see it continue on from here on out. But it's a, it's such a fun event. It is August 26th and 27th at Resorts World here in Viva Las Vegas. So you guys should come out and uh, look at, uh, go online, nbbhof.com. You can purchase tickets. You can purchase a table. You can get. You can support the event if you can't make it. But uh, but it was really good to just sit here with her and then um, just chit chat. It was you know? a labor of love. It is two years labor of love that she's been planning this. That's a long time. Yeah, it's going to be pretty epic. And then we spent some time with Nico Ali Walsh. She was so sweet. And so he cute. is Nico Ali Walsh. The grandson of Muhammad Ali. In case you didn't know. <laughs> if you all didn't know. Um, Top Rank always lets us remind, they always remind us, which we do love. But uh, he was so fun. He was um, as young as he is. Or, yeah, he's just, he's so well-spoken. And uh, he's not braggadocious. Like the fact that he only just called himself Nico Walsh. And I love that because, you know, he's, he's owning up to who he is. I mean, that's his family. But he has that name, the Ali name, and so um, he's making his poppy proud. Exactly. He's coming into his own as a man, college graduate. You know, he keeps he's 5-0 and now. He's looking for his next fight, coming back to summer. So we will see what the path will be like for him. Mm-hmm. But we're going to talk about some fights because there's a very big fight coming up in two weeks in New York, in Bar- I think Bar- Barclay Center? Yes, ma'am. Um, Gervonta Tank Davis takes on Roly Romero, the Dwarf Slayer, which I <laughs> do love. I mean, shout out to Roly. You know, good for you that you're hashtagging yourself the Dwarf Slayer because... You gotta, you gotta, you gotta do something big. It's against Tank Davis. He's one of the hardest punchers in boxer. He is, he is a star. I don't care what anyone says. This man, the, the Gervonta Tank Davis, is a tank. And uh, this fight was supposed to happen. Unfortunately, there were things that happened on Rolly's side, and now that's all cleared up. But this fight's happening, and he is looking to knock out Tank in the first round. Yes, indeed. That's that's some big shoes to fill. First round knockout. That's a big uh, feat for anybody. But, you know, you got to if you want to stomp with the big dogs, you got to get off the porch and he's ready to do that. He's looking for a big fight. He's going to finally get his time with Tank and it's going to be interesting to see where they land. Do you I mean, do you think that's a very hell no. It's a bold statement. No. Roll it, roll it. First sorry. round, I mean, you don't even give Tank any rounds? Are you serious? Yeah, I mean, I'm sorry if that was highly unprofessional, but <laughs> uh, I will just say in my professional opinion, I think a first round knockout is unlikely. Yeah. But you never know. It's boxing. Anything can happen. Anything can happen. God, imagine. Ima- let's just imagine in a perfect world. Oh, gosh. If Roly did knock out, not even in the first round, but what if he hypothetically did knock out Tank? That would be wild. That would be 
the mo- the biggest shock of the of, of of boxing. I would put that as an upset up there with like Buster Douglas and yeah. Mike Tyson. Yeah, yeah, like that level of upset. But you, if you don't believe your own hype, who will? Yeah, that's true. And I mean, Roley could. I mean, Roley packs the punch. He did say when Deontay Wilder is. He's not necessarily retired. He just hasn't fought since he lost to Tyson Fury in the set in the rematch. Mm-hmm. But he says he's the hardest puncher in boxing, uh, next to Deontay Wilder. Well, we gonna see about that. We're gonna see. <laughs> We're gonna see about that. But it's good to see that he has some energy and he's doing his part. He's not just phoning it in for a check. He hey, he's talking. He's putting himself out there and. Hopefully we get a really, really exciting fight because he's ready. He's ready. And he I saw on the Schmo podcast that uh, he would love to fight Ryan Garcia in the future in in the welterweight division. I like that, actually. Me too. He said he believes and maybe he's just saying this just to say it because you know what? Why not? Ryan is looking for a fight because we can even talk about Ryan and Isak Cruz mm-hmm. uh, that um, Ryan Garcia is a bigger puncher, puncher than Tank. We'll find out. Because your face hmm. says it all. Hmm. I've never heard that as. I've never heard that before. You know, usually when you talk about people's skill sets, people defer the power to Tank. They yeah. defer the speed to Ryan. But that's that's very interesting. It's very very trickery shenanigans. The trickery. And then we talked. We just touched on Ryan Ryan Garcia. The WBC ordered that fight to happen. And now, of course, we go to Twitter world. And Ryan is very vocal of what he says. And they're saying now the Isak Cruz fight is not happening, which I'm a little confused. Yeah. And Sean Gibbons says, well, um, if, the, if the sanctioning bodies understand that there are things happening with the fighters, that there are fights already lined up, blah, blah, blah. Like, these fighters just can't go on. Like, they can't just sanction a fight that has to happen next. So now, allegedly... Ryan's team and Golden Boy, whoever is making this fight um, happen, they've sent everything to Isak Cruz's team, and then it was supposed to be on, and now they're saying all the powers that be, it's not. So I'm a little confused. Like, I really wish we just need to know who's lying, because we really mm-hmm. want to know. They're playing with their hearts, Jay. Playing with our emotions. Is it a money thing? If it's a money thing, just say that. Yeah. yeah. y'all, If y'all want some more money, just tell us that. I can respect that. But aside from the fight with Tank, this could be the biggest payday for him fighting Ryan Garcia that's saying yeah. no. So what are they offering? Yeah. Because what thing? Mm. Let's see. Isak Cruz fought Tank. Mm-hmm. And he did pretty damn well. Yes, he did. I think anyone fighting Tank Davis, and if you're able to go more than five rounds with him and still be able to walk and still be able to punch, I think you've done pretty damn well. You've done, you've done well. You know what's been very interesting in the in just the discussion over Tank and Roley and Isak and just all these guys, because that's a very hot division now. Though. I enjoyed watching people get mind blown when Canelo said that his favorite fighter was to watch Tank Davis Tank, yeah. and like the factions of fans who like to oh. argue and it was just like, they dissected it like it was it, it it's like oh my god of all fighters canelo had to say him but you know respect to canelo yeah he he rec- recognizes real exactly exactly i mean these fighters these are real fighters these are not armchair fighters mm-hmm. these are not people sitting on their couches they they know what's up canelo knows what's up take shakur they all respect each other yeah. in that realm even uh, T- uh, uh terrence crawford and, and spence for all they're talking at the root of everything is respect. Yeah. Is respect. and Because uh, they know you're a fighter. They go into the ring, put their lives on their line just so they can feed their family. Yep. And knowing that they might not come out, that's respect. Yes, it is. So everyone should jump on board and respect them because 
just because we all like to talk shit about fighters and what they do what they say at the end of the day they're putting their lives on the line for us for our entertainment and, yeah but i mean i don't know Rolly. that's some big that's some big <laughs> stomping right there i know First we've been, we, we're trying trust me we've trying to get him but our schedules are not i know oh man but maybe like after the fight he can come talk his shit whether he is victorious or not because damn it doesn't matter because whoever whatever happens i want to know who he's going to call out next because He's always got something to say. Yeah. I wonder what the betting odds for you fans out there that are into gambling and all that. Drop in the comments. Let us know what the betting odds are for this fight. I want to learn more about betting. We're going to bring on a guest here that um, knows betting. I'm so fascinated since we're here in Vegas and so many other states are open to betting. California is not. Not. Got There's so many times when I lived in L.A. not too long ago. I'm like, I just want to bet on the fight. Oh, I can't. I'm in, I'm in L.A. <laughs> Never mind. How, let me tell you how dumb I am. So I live in Inglewood, as y'all know. And the Hollywood Park Casino yeah. is right down the street. And I saw one saw a sign there that said they had like a sports book there. I got so excited. I'm like, yes, I'm going to go bet on this fight. And they're like, no, ma'am. Oh, you can't bet here. You're not in L.A.? Yeah, you can only have a horse bet. Have you, have you bet on horses before? When I was a little girl. My dad oh my like God. gave me a couple dollars. I bet on like. Not sea biscuit, but like something. <laughs> <like that. laughs> yeah, and then uh, we also saw Floyd was supposed to have a fight, and uh, sadly that had to get uh, canceled because the president of the UAE he died, mm-hmm. he passed away. Was it the the president or the the president? Yeah, the president. So how many days of no work? I thought it was three, know. three or four, and then I think when Michelle Krause is like forty days, I'm like, I was like, damn. But I don't know, so don't quote me. But I remember that I read that they there's no work for three or four days in in respect out of respect. So I don't know how that's going to happen. I mean, they've been training and um, to and fly everyone, yeah, to fly back over there. And there's there's actual legit fights on there. I mean, besides Floyd being the exhibition against, I'm not, I don't know the name, I forgot because I didn't, I haven't paid much attention to who he's fighting. Mm-hmm. Um, because no one really cares who he fights. We yeah. just want to know how Floyd does. How but also, yeah, and Delphi <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and Delphine Pursun is fighting on that for the WBC Silver. So th- there's actual fights on the card. And uh, bad, not, not, is it Badu Jack? Yeah. Yeah. But, He's yeah. always involved. Yeah. In some capacity. And Anderson's, uh, no, Anderson Silva. Silva. There you go. Anderson Silva's mm-hmm. on the card uh, after he had that first round knockout against Tito Ortiz on the Triller card a couple cards ago. So, um, but how incredible is that to be up in the middle of heaven, basically, fighting on a helipad? Ooh, just the idea of that just makes me feel a little like anxious. That's way Are you up scared in of there. heights? I, I am, but I'm not. Okay. It's like if I'm on a balcony, I can look over, but I'm still like, <gasps> but, but I can still look, but it just makes me like, I'm not in a plane or in an enclosed building. Uh-huh. I can look down like, Ooh, that's cool. But if I'm in an open space, like where uh. I can feel the air, I'm like, Oh no, the demons. You feel the, the legs wiggle and jiggle. Yeah. No, I'm not. No, 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 for me. I'll watch that from home. But um, like in a glass building or something, I can look down and be like, oh, that looks neat. Yay. You're like, is, I'm this, glass, is this glass safe, though? I'm safe. Like those people who go to those buildings like they have downtown. You can walk on the glass and oh, hell no. I don't do that. Oh, man. Not for me. No, don't be like that, Jay. I'm trying to. You know, I'm, I'm, as I get older, I'm trying to do things to step outside of my comfort zone. What's the last non-comfort zone thing you did? You know what? This is so weird. Okay. So since I had a baby, 
I joined, I, I, I finally joined my gym. And usually when I have trainers, they measure me and whatnot. But this was the first time I actually let my trainer, I got, well, not totally naked, like in my sports bra, and they measured me. I still don't know my numbers because I'm, I'm like, I'll, I'll get crazy on it. I just go based on like how I fit in my clothes. Mm-hmm. But that was the most, I was so uncomfortable. Like I couldn't even look at myself in the mirror because I'm like, I never had this, but pre-baby, like it was like, you know, and as a female in any in any sorts, it's like you just want to get your body back as fast as possible. But you have to be gentle and kind to your body because you just I just birthed a baby. That's a miracle. <laughs> I, I birthed a baby. I don't think people really appreciate that is a miracle. It is to carry a child to term to bring term them to and healthy. Life. Yeah, that is truly a miracle, and that's why we should respect people's reproductive rights we're not yes, too political yes but respect people's uh reproductive yeah. rights but it is a miracle so yeah. yes be show yourself some grace That's, yeah and it was it was really hard and so i was just kind of like okay let me just be very uncomfortable and just let myself not not, not hang because i it's not i didn't gain a lot of weight it's just i know my body's not the way it's supposed to be mm-hmm. and um i just i was like okay just just be free. Just just do what you need to do. And she was fine. And I was like, she's like, it was that bad? I'm like, yeah, it was bad. For me, it was bad because I'm not used to not I'm not used to people looking at my body and like measuring and doing things because I measure, you know, we measure our own selves. We, we were our our worst critics. Right. So I think that was the most my comfort zone. And then, that, yeah, everything else, I'm pretty cut and dry. <laughs> I do I love same that. shit every day. I love that. But that's good though. That's good. Somebody's going to watch this and be like, yeah, I feel the same way. I think mm-hmm. a lot of people, male, female, yeah. feel about that. And it's, and you know, that's awesome. And you birth a whole human being. Yeah. I mean, it's like a almost kind of like a very mild, 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 mild. I don't, you know, I don't want to say it because some, someone might say it like body dysmorphia. Everyone mm-hmm. has it in a certain way. Cause what you see in the mirror you see it one way and then how other people view you is very different, but you always know who you think you are or what you want to be or what you want to be like again. So that was for me. And it was just like, it's, it's the journey of just trying to, you know, balance work, balance a baby and trying to get your workout in, trying to do this, trying to do that. Like there's a lot, there's a lot of work. When you get to a certain point where you can't have that rocked out six pack, 12 pack, like look like, I don't I don't want to say any names, but when you retire and you go in a different direction, it's really hard to maintain your body no matter what, especially when you're a professional athlete. Yeah. Unless you're like a Floyd or a Bernard Hopkins or people who entire mantra. Sugar Ray Leonard. Sugar Ray Leonard looks amazing. Yeah. Amazing. I, I mean, know. There's so many things because we've been shooting some shows, so we haven't been able to see what's going on in the in boxing Twitter today. Yeah. Uh, so I know that Roly had his workout, and then obviously we know Tank Davis is having his fight next week. Um, let's see. Let's go into our things. I'm looking at boxing scene, and the first article is from Lyle Fitzsimmons, and it's talking about Charlo's unification at 154 creates layers of big fight options. So 154, his brother's at 160, who's trying to be, I imagine, undisputed or something Mm -hmm. in a sense. And then right below him is Errol Spence, who wants to be undisputed. So if you're Jermel Charlo, 
which way do you go? Because at the post-fight press conference, he's like, maybe I might move up to 160. Are you going to fight your brother? I, no, but that's the thing. That's the thing. And I, um, I remember someone has asked him, and it's kind of like the Klitschko brothers. They have promised each other, they would, their mother, they would never fight each other. I don't know about them, too. They might scrap. <laughs> The Klitschko you know brothers, what? they might so, scrap. You know what? Sometimes I think based on some of their, their IG tw- uh, wars when them talking shit to each other, maybe. Uh-oh. Yeah. I'm, 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 we got to ask Derek James. I'll watch it. We got to get him back. Go watch our Derek James interview. Oh, my God. That's it was so good. So Let's see. What else is up here? Oh, I see. Oh, Sinicia Estrada. I want all the belts at 105, all the belts at 108. Take all the belts from Esparza at 112. Might even eat my way up to Bantam and take belts there, too. Hungry for greatness. Go on, girl. Okay, talk your shit. Sinicia. Yes. She can. She's a champ. Boy, I love the evolution of her and her career from being, she used to be so quiet. So quiet. Now she's talking that big champion talk, and I like it. Yeah. I like the energy. The women are really are doing it big. <laughs> and it's exciting. It's exciting. Hopefully we'll get a chance to talk with her in the near future. Yeah. She is sort of negotiating. It. We don't know. We don't know. We don't know. She's posting cryptically, but... Yep. We just want to know. She wants to fight. And, uh, Sinisa, I know that you watch... I know you follow us on, on Instagram, and I know you watch our stuff. We really, really want you here. We really, really want you here. Um, we want you to sit here on the brown table, talk, and talk your shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's all. <laughs> for sure. For sure. The numbers for Charlo Castaño apparently peaked at 832,000 Oh. Wow. That's a good one. That's some big numbers uh, on Showtime. But see, again, I mean, don't put everything on pay-per-view. Yeah. Every, you know, fans will respond. You know, folks, money is tight. It's, you know, it's surprising. So that was on Showtime because I know there's no more Fox PBC. Mm-hmm. So those, I guess, those need to go on Showtime, but I'm not sure. But I'm so happy that some of the best fights right now have been on ESPN free and or ESPN plus and Showtime free mm-hmm. unless you know if you don't have those things then but it's better than spending $75 on top of it's paying a fee kind of like the DAZN plus pay-per-view or something I don't know I'm like paying a yearly fee on top of a six seventy dollar fee I'm like we all don't make that kind of money I'm just yet I'm trying to tell you <laughs> I'm trying to tell you. You know, I'm always intrigued by the uh, the the um, UFC business model because all of their big fights are pay-per-view fights. Yeah. Like every single one. And people are buying them. I want to know what their pay-per-view numbers look like. Since people like to contest, you know, buys and buys, like they do a pay-per-view like every few weeks, it seems like. Yeah. And, you know, somebody buying them. Dana keeps doing them. Yeah, they do. Let's see. I'm like sitting here. I'm going through the feed, and um, oh, Theofimo has another message to all the new undisputed champs. They said they just said we'll make everyone else undisputed at this point to defeat the purpose. LOL. Just remember, I brought the trend back. Wow, Theofimo. It's not a trend. It's not a trend, sir. Uh, I just I'm so. I'm so sad to see him going out like this. Yeah, I mean, I read that, you know, some people say, okay, he's completely lost it mentally. Um, But I don't know. I haven't seen him. I mean, I'm just going based off what he tweets on Twitter. Mm -hmm. But um, 
I just, I really hope he's in a better space, in a better mind space. Mind, I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm afraid during the Devin Haney and um, George Cambosos, like, I don't, I'm, I'm curious to see if he's going to be tweeting he like crazy. He absolutely is. He absolutely is. And then, oh, Inoue Donaire 2 is set for June 7th in Japan. Wow. It's on a Tuesday on ESPN, so at least we get to see that on a Tuesday. Another great interview. 5 a.m. Yeah. Him and Rachel Donaire, go watch those too. Oh, and then there's that one girl. She is, uh, she was, did you read that she's in a coma? Oh, yeah. Alejandra Ayala, I believe her name is. I hope she's doing all right. Uh, prayers to her. And uh, I hope she's, they said that she was in a coma, that, that she's, you know, God forbid nothing has happened to her. But I really hope that she gets out of this um, safe, uh, with a safe and speedy recovery. Absolutely. And then on a different note, so you saw Josh Taylor gave up his belt or he was stripped because he didn't want to fight his mandatory. Uh, so now he's decided, well, they say Taylor had to relinquish his WBA belt. No, it's not relinquished. The WBA stripped him took it back. because he ain't fighting. So now, but is now set to defend his WBC, WBO and IBF belts against Jose Cepeda. That's a good fight. So it's interesting that he's going to stay at his weight his weight class to fight. Usually when you become undisputed, you move up to 147. And I remember he was calling out Crawford. But mm. we know that fight can't happen because it's Errol Spence. I mean, do you think Josh Taylor should move up to 147 since he's already claimed undisputed? Like, what is he going to do? Try to fight for the belt that he should have fought his mandatory for? But I remember when uh, Crawford became undisputed at 141. He was undisputed. He moved up. Yeah. And so he was uh, okay. right there. I think our guest. Oh my is God! Here. I think our Thank guest you. is here. We have less than twenty minutes to get it on, so we're we're just gonna have to we're like. Just gonna talk go. like uh, a. <laughs> 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 yep. Well, well the things that we wanted to ask him at the beginning of the show, we're not going to be able to really get to ask him. Um, we'll see about that. What's this say? When they asked Loma about fighting me, he said he had no interest with Pauli Malinaji. He says everybody yeah. just talks his name. Yeah, name. Shakur will fight anybody. He is willing to fight anyone and everyone to prove that he is one of the best. And I think he, he's such a, he is such a dangerous fighter that um, he's going to be in the boxing uh, history books for a very long time. People are going to be talking about him. He's still so young. And it's just the way we saw him fight against Oscar was just incredible. That it was, fight was, it was like he toyed him. I felt so bad. It was like, uh, like playing with a rag doll almost. It was just, it was, it was too easy. He made it look so easy. He is a beautiful fighter. So him and Boots Ennis, these, those two kids, yeah. re, young men, yes. young men, um, are amazing fighters, yeah. amazing technicians, and just the way they dissected both of their opponents. Crazy. Oh, that's incredible. Crazy. Can we they, can we just tell them to skip the line and just zoom in here? Because we got like 21 yeah, minutes. Yeah, what's, 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 what's hood? I know. Sorry, guys. I know that, yeah. Yeah, Chance, go tell him. Chase. Like, Chase. I'm like, Chance? <laughs> Is he here? Tell him to zoom in here because yeah. we got 21 minutes. Yep. Okay. Well, dun 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 dun. Mm -hmm. yeah. oh! <laughs> and he's here. Sorry, it took so long. It's no, like, it's, it's all media right. day. 
like, yeah, and it's uh, like crazy. It's just way everything for me. Thank you. Yep. Like you we so don't want to get our makeup on your shirt. I know. As always, okay. Mr. Leonard so Ellery. Good with everything? And he's on the phone. Okay. Handling business. Right. Making business money man. all day, so we'll every day. We'll talk later. Okay. He's not Thank just a businessman. He's a businessman. Man, it's just been crazy. No. I, th- I think you got a little fight coming up, I think, right? Yeah. Yeah. A little bit of Yeah. Fight. Huge. Huge. <laughs> we were just talking about him so we could uh, fill time. Um, Sorry I'm late. No. Again, it's just like I got held up. It's like we had to. It was so much stuff that... It's going on, you know. You know what that means, Leonard? You're just going to have to come back. (laughs) There's no problem. There's no problem. Again, it's like I've been knowing you ladies for a very long time, and I'm all about supporting the movement and whatever whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. Thank Thank you. you. Thank you. Uh, Leonard, go. You go. You go. We're excited to have you here. So uh, when people watch this, they'll see that you're fresh coming from the the Roly media workout that was today at the Mayweather Gym. Roley says he's sleeping tank in round one. Yeah. If he sleeps tank in round one, is that the biggest upset in boxing ever? I wouldn't say ever, but I would just say in recent memory, in, re- in recent memory. Mm-hmm. Because, um, you know, just, just like with anything, it's, there are a lot of people out there who aren't giving him a chance. Yeah. And I just have to remind people, it's just like, you know, let's just take a couple steps back. Um, just... Recently, it's like you look at Lopez, mm-hmm. Cambosis, and people are lying if they say, oh, we were picking Cambosis. <laughs> they would be lying. Right. I mean, I wasn't even picking George. Mm-hmm. I just thought that T.O. would go in there and he would do what he'd do and, and he'd be on to the next. But what happens? Upset. Yeah, Roly really believes in himself. Like we were just talking about, if you don't believe in yourself, then who is? I mean, anything can happen in boxing. Yeah, and, and I've, I've been around this, this sport for a very, very long time, and, and that's how I know that, you know, somebody can be a heavy favorite, mm-hmm. and it all can change with just one shot. Yeah. What, being, having all those years in boxing, what, what keeps you up? What keeps you excited? I mean, you know, monetarily, I'm sure it's always, <laughs> it's always great when business is booming, you know, keep you in all the fly threads. But what, what gets you excited still Cause when you've had this many years in? Well, I, I really enjoy what I do, but now I'm kind of – social media has changed a lot, and, and sometimes you have to just kind of take a step back to kind of like smell the roses and mm-hmm. – and then kind of just re-energize yourself. Um, but I, I think what still motivates me is having the opportunity to make a difference in, in these young men, men's lives, you, you know, with, with putting them in a position to be able to feed their families. It's, it's very, very important. And, and, you know, we got our hands in a lot of things that people don't know about. Mm-hmm. You know, people just on the surface, they say, oh, well, they only got this and that. But we, we do a lot of stuff. All right, so I know there's a lot of speculation of what we see on what we see and what we read, and this is Tank's last fight with Mayweather Promotions. Uh, do you know or can you say where he's going to go next? Who he's going? Is he going to just be his own promoter, kind of like Floyd, just be his own promoter? Will you still be part of like a mentor to him since you've been in his corner? Will Floyd still mentor him? Can you give us this tea on that? Um, there really isn't any tea. I mean, there's a lot of talk out there about a lot of things, but I don't worry about that stuff. You know what I mean? It's like, oh well. You know, because at the end of the day, you know, just like with any business, it, 
it comes, you know, people have contracts and they come to an end and yeah. you make a decision on what you want to do. But one thing I do know about um, Javante, he's a very intelligent young man. Um, he's matured a great deal over the years, you know, with um, working with us, you know, um, with Floyd and myself. You know, we've had a lot, numerous conversations um, about just things outside of boxing. And, you know, he's he's learned quite a bit. And, you know, he's he's matured. Yeah, he, he's, he really, he's really has. Matured. Big he's time. he's, he he's has. a father now. And he's really a proud father. And so a lot of things change in your life. But what I do know, there are a lot of times that there are people out there that um, who don't have your best interests at heart. Not saying that that is this particular situation, but it's, it, it happens all the time. You know, you have people out there. We call them the haters. They, you know, when they, when they see something that's working, they always want to play the divide and conquer mm-hmm. thing. But one thing I do know that, you know, he's an extremely hardworking young man, and he's put his faith and trust in us to guide his career, and, and we've done our thing. We, mm-hmm. I, I can, you know, I can honestly say that I'm not one that likes to toot my horn and our horn is a company, but we did our thing. We, we've taken this young man. He was 11-0 when he first signed with us, and... He was a six-round fighter. Within 14 months, he's fighting for the championship of the world. It's right. incredible. I, it's just when they always talk about, oh, Tank isn't a name, but he sells out. He sold out pre-sale tickets. I think uh, when Eddie Hearn, I love it. I know when you love you love to hear, is that your telephone? Yes. Is that my oh. It's the business. It's the business, man. I got <laughs> right. two. Oh, hold on. Phones. This is my front gate. I got it. It's all right. Gate. It's okay. The work is never done. I tell you, they be on you. So yeah. back, so back, back to uh, Tank's maturity, mm-hmm. and I think about the first time I ever saw him fight on TV on, on a card, and he was just so young and just so green and so new, but he was knocking people out. And it's been very interesting, like you mentioned, the social media dynamic and haters and commentators and spectators and all of these different things. But now, when you have all of the other biggest names in boxing saying this is must-see TV for us. We want to see Tank fight. All the big names say that. Do you think that the, the has the hate intensified? Is it dialed back a little? What do you think is the perception? Because you're super active on social. Um, I, I think that, you know, sometimes as a, as a boxing community, it, it's, it's like um, people just sometimes just hate to see people having success. And, and see... I'm probably the greatest example of it because I've lived this for the last 20-some years being with the best guy that's out there, the guy who's made the most money. Floyd Mayweather Jr., if people don't know. (laughs) People who are just waking up from their like, Who's this guy talking about who? (laughs) The the guy that has set the tone and, and, and actually... You know, these fighters, I know I'm kind of switching gears a little bit. No, but these, it's all right. These, these fighters should be thanking Floyd Mayweather, all of them, because he he changed the game. He changed the game where the, the fighters are looked upon as the guys who deserve the lion's share of the money. Mm-hmm. You, you know what I mean? And and ever since it happened with Floyd, then the fighters, he set the example and the tone that, Fighters start getting paid. But you know what? To some credit for some people that some fighters will say, I deserve the money. But you have to also perform. If you're not that good of a boxer, if you're not if you're not selling tickets or you don't draw a fan, uh, you can't be demanding X amount of dollars It does if it doesn't make sense, you know? So mm-hmm. some of these fighters. Say that crazy. again. <laughs> oh, my God. 
That is so true. You hear that, my Cynthia-isms? <laughs> no, that oh, is like so that true, Cynthia, because, you know, at the end of the day, it's all about the bottom line. Yeah. It, it really comes down to that. And one of the most important things is that being a successful fighter, you have to have a great team. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, Floyd would be the first person to tell you that he was blessed to have a great team who, you, you know, when he surrounded himself with people who were dedicated to a particular goal. And you don't, have, you don't find many people in this world who, who are willing to make the kind of sacrifices that it takes to, be, to reach that kind of level. I mean, you know. Tunnel vision. Tunnel vision, you know. Um, but look at the, the life that you created for yourself. Because I understood yeah. the big picture. Because you, you went you, from negative to positive. <laughs> you, you know, yeah. it's, it's like working 20-hour days for 15 years straight, seven days a week. You know, but I understood what it was about, and 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 you know that's that's always kind of been my goal is to to help other people. You know, and I have a great team. We have a great team, and and we you know we've taken that and put taking that same kind of situation where it's like all hands on deck, and this is what you got to do, mm-hmm. and just follow our lead, and you know you're gonna have a lot of success. I want to talk about some of those sacrifices. I mean, it's a very different movement now because there are social and there are other tools and people can reach out to brands themselves. And, you know, you guys have a coordinated effort in the way that you do it. But, you know, people have that ability. I feel like I saw a story once that said that Floyd used to show up at at clubs and do like meet and greets or something like that when he was on the come up. I mean, fighters now don't you know they don't even want to sign autographs for a few fans but i mean is that can you clarify that for me just some of the the early come up things when he was pretty boy when he was very young yeah Yeah. so when he was very young we used to like for an example we used to drive from las vegas to grand rapids michigan oh my god wow (laughs) that's not close tesla's no 26 hours 26 hour drive and we used to drive straight and the whole goal was we were going to go to like stops along the way and promote and we and that's what that's the original grassroots that's grassroots we took flyers Mm -hmm. for like his fights Mm -hmm. and we would go in the hood and we would pass out flyers we'd go to restaurants we'd go to not just only not the hood we would go to the other side you know and pass out flyers gas stations whatever it took you know and people whether they threw it away or you know but we spent our own money you know Marketing, yeah, and then when we would stop at these places, then you know we go to the gyms and and we would actually go go there, and the, the fans could actually reach out and touch you, mm. you, you know, and so that was on the come up, you know, and and we would do this maybe twice every four months. Wow, Golly. and when I say we drive, when I, when I say we drive twenty six hours straight. You know, we had our guys that were with us, and we would just take turns driving, you know, eight, nine-hour stretches, you know, and, and stop. And, and it was no, like, we when I say drove straight through, like, stop and get something to eat, but not even get out the car kind of thing. Just go through the drive-through and just gas up and just keep it moving. See, no one knows about this. They always hear about just Money Mayweather and how he makes his millions and billions doing exhibitions and doing whatever he wants because he, he, he earned, earned the right. He earned, He's doing what fighters need to do, like social media. people. This is such a tool, and people do not use it. No, I they, mean, they, we have to use it too, but it's just... but. 
as a fighter, that's your grassroots. This is a grassroots for the fighters now. Yeah. And they just think, oh, no, I have to hire this. I don't want to. I'm too. I'm like. You can't, you cannot be Money Mayweather without being Pretty Boy or even before a Pretty Boy. You got to do it. You got to get boots on the ground and do it your damn self. And and, and another example was, is that like, um, you, you see a lot of the, mo- the, the more successful guys that, that they kind of get it a little bit, but some of the younger guys, they really don't, they don't understand the importance of doing media. Mm. Right. You, you know what I'm saying? Making yourself accessible to people to tell your story, to talk about. And, and, and Floyd was willing to do any and everything. It was like we started out, you know, we were going to BET and, you, you know, we would do that little small stuff and, and just building relationships along the way. And it paid off because it, when we eventually got to the, the time that we would want to do this on our own, it was like, Okay, now we got to roll up our sleeves, and now we own our own product. So we really got to be protect our brand and be responsible for what we do, and put great content out there. And and everywhere we went, we were filming everything and and just talking to everybody. And 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 you know, it was like it was the little steps along the way, steps along the way, because boxing as a whole, it's just a small market. That's why it's a, such a niche sport. I can tell you to the T how many people. Who, who actually support boxing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How many people who actually buy the pay-per-view? Because I have the reports from the first very pay-per-view we ever did. You know, I know what the mark. I, I have mastered this. How many, you know, how many, how many was it? It's, it's a couple hundred thousand people that are diehard fans, but that's wow. it. That, yeah. that's, from Tank's first pay-per-view? Or which? No, I'm just saying. The as, one, as, first as, one as, you ever did. I'm saying as a whole, mm-hmm. as a boxing as a whole, there's only a couple hundred thousand fans that are boxing, diehard boxing fans. Mm. Now, whether they decide, decide to watch, buy, or whatever, but that's, your, that's, that's the whole con- concept of it. Like, that's everything. Mm-hmm. So that's as big as you're going to be unless you think outside of the box on how you're going to get more fans. Yeah. Mm. Okay. And we figured that out. We figured that out early on because, again, it's like this is what dedication is all about and you having having a great team is about and not one person can do it by themselves no right, right. team there's no me and team nope but there's an a and apple <laughs> <laughs> I wanted something clever to put on it. I know, I know. And sadly, we're going to have to wrap soon because we have another guest coming in, Randy Couture, so they need the studio. That's why we're going to have to bring you on for another thing because we really wanted to get to find out who you are, Leonard, because we don't know your story. But anything before that, because we can ask him. Which one? Is your net worth really $10 million? The reason why we say this... (laughs) So Nico Ali Walsh was on here earlier and he says, you know, those those net worth, they say I'm, I'm worth three million dollars. He's like, I am. Where's that money? So I we just, I came up on my thing. I'm like, I'm going to just ask him randomly. Leonard Allerby, so is that is, is, can you say yes or no? I have been very successful. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 and again, um, I have worked very hard and you have. I, I built the most successful fighter in the world. Ever. Mm-hmm. Okay, aside from Tank Davis, is there any other fighter right now that you can see right now that can become a superstar? Not Devin Haney, like someone that's like still. 
that you guys prospect. are growing. Yeah, a prospect. It could be out of Mayweather or somebody else in some other promotion. Ooh, several. I, I think it's, a, it's when I say several, I think it's a it's a couple. Boots. But, Definitely. Oh, I'm really high on boots. No, <laughs> I like, like his yeah, style. Like, yo, I, 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 I told this little story at, earlier. Um, it was a few years back, and Floyd called me. He was somewhere out of the country. He was like, yo, L. He was like, who the F is this dude, Boots? He was like, he is the real deal. And I was like, I've been telling you that. <laughs> he said, we need to, like, we need to get him. That's and awesome. I said, just be patient. You know, I, I say he's a tremendous fighter. He's 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 working with this person right here, and they're doing a really good job with them. And we never interfere with anything anybody else is going, do, you know, got going. But um, he's definitely going to be the future. And Floyd thinks so high of him, like the success in the ring. Like he's like he's going to be a fighter that's going to be like him, that's going to be unbeaten. And you know why? Is because his dedication. Yes. Mm-hmm. His dedication. Yep. He Hard should work fight, dedication. He, he should fight Danny Garcia in his next fight. And they yeah. should do all Philly showdown. Yeah. They could do it at the Larcoris. Larcoris. How do you say that? I don't know. That place in Philly, that big arena that's at the uh, temple. Danny's a smart guy. Danny, Danny, Danny's, Danny's a smart guy. And it's like, Boots is the new guy. Yeah. And Danny's, you know, Danny's still fighting and doing his thing. But... Danny know what it is. You know what I'm saying? That's much respect because Danny's my guy. It's yeah. like, yeah. Danny not trying to do Because Vince is calling out Errol, and we, er, he, he ain't fighting Errol That ain't going to happen next. right well, now. Well, again, why would Errol fight him? Yeah. That makes no sense for Errol Spence. I know. I mean, you know what I'm saying? He's Errol's done, got to this point in his career where he's, like, looking for, and Boots is not there yet. Yeah. He's the new guy on the come up. But, again. He just needs fights. Mm-hmm. He, need, he needs to be tested. When's the last time you put the gloves on and went a few rounds with some bags, some people, anything? Uh, day before yesterday. Yeah? Is it, I stay in the gym. Is it true that you were a fighter that amateur only or no? Yeah, amateur only. Yeah. Why didn't you go pro? I used to have hand problems and all kinds of things that were, would go wrong at the most inopportune <laughs> time. And, you know, real, real talk. And then it's like my mom, was, she was like. Baby, God got something else in store for you. Oh. Got something else in store for you, and and got let's try getting some education. Oh, that's and then so like sweet. I figured it out, and went and got my bachelor's and my master's degree, and you know, and then got the opportunity to come work with Floyd, and and the rest is history. Yeah, Floyd. Floyd has said in many interviews that you are the most shrewd businessman he knows, and it works well for both of you. You're so so smart. Yeah, I stay in my lane, let him do his thing, and, and that's how we, we were able to always work. It's because it was like he, he always knew he could count on me, mm-hmm. no matter what. Like, he could call 2 in the morning, 3 in the morning, 5 in the morning. I wasn't in the club. I was there waiting on the phone call. <laughs> and I would be at the gym in 20, 30 minutes, and, and it'd be just me and him in the gym at that time, me, him, and Sean. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We, we'd just be in the gym. Everybody else is out at the clubs drinking and doing whatever, and and, you know, he could always count on me. Mm-hmm. Always. Oh, Leonard, we're going to have to rap because they're like, rap. I know, but so Leonard. So I, I definitely can come back. You you guys tell me when and I'm okay. there. Okay. Oh, thank you. Yeah, That's we'll get dope. our schedule. We appreciate you coming. I, I know it was that. a busy day for you, you, but thank you for yeah. squeezing us in. We had to. We got, she got her flight changed. I got a babysitter. And you know how hard it is. Yeah, that, that's why I was definitely not missing <laughs> this. And, and again, I, I have so much respect for what you ladies do. Thank you. You thank know, you. and anything we can do on our end to support you and to uplift you because I, 
I love what you guys do. Thank, Thank you. you. Y'all don't get enough credit uh, for, for your boxing knowledge and, and you know, because we know what it is. Put the camera on this man. You know, we we know what it is. And, yeah. and, and at the end of the day, it's like that when you working together works. Working together works. And so anything that I can personally do on my end, I'm gonna always support you ladies. Thank always. You, Leonard. Wait, uh, before you close, here's a secret. No one wants to hear women talk about boxing, but our audience is ninety eight percent male. Period. 98% male. Yeah. Well, and, but guess what? You guys know what you're talking about. That's true. Yes. You, you know what you're talking about. You're not just shooting <laughs> from the hip. You know, yeah, you know what you're them. talking about. All we're right. On we got to go. I know we're getting them big fish. But thank you, Leonard, for coming in Anytime. and taking time yeah. out. Anytime. Uh, Jandra, we got to wrap. But again, a great episode. Make sure you guys tune in to all of our episodes on our YouTube channel, Instagram, Twitter. We'll just put it up Spotify, with all, all that stuff. Yeah, shit. Spotify, our podcast. Um, again, I'm Cynthia Conte. And I'm Giandra LaBeouf. See you guys at the fights. Bye, guys. 